You're listening to KCOU Columbia, 88.1 FM. Hello, hello, and welcome to On Deck Circle on KCU 88.1 FM. It's been a while. It's Michael and I. We're here uh, after spring break, so baseball's finally started. Opening day happened. Finally. I missed it so much. Very uh, exciting. Fantastic. How are you today? I'm doing good. That's good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, but my arm is sore because I got the second vaccine. That's good personal news. I hope everyone had a great. I hope everyone who's a student had a great break. I hope everyone had a great break. Everyone's had a good week of baseball, except for you Cardinals fans. I hope your week. I hope your week of baseball was not good because go Cubs. Just kidding. Hope that Nolan Arenado homer was pretty cool. Especially there was a story about um, I believe it was a couple somewhere in the St. Louis suburbs who, who's had their kid who delivered their baby right as he hit the homer so they chose to name it nolan instead of what other previous names they were going to do so that's kind of cool even though that is cool yeah that's a nice story yeah and i believe in that same game colton long made his return and he was in tears while at the at the plate which is really cool to see he still loves the city so yeah but with some uh some news yeah so this is sad news i mean it's yeah. This was before spring break, so it is a um, couple weeks ago at this point. But um, the Twins bench coach, Mike Bell, passed away. Um, he was 46 years old, died of kidney cancer. Um, tragic loss for baseball. I mean, it's to lose anyone is a tragic loss, and it's especially one someone like him who's – baseball runs in his family. I mean, his brothers, the Reds manager, his father, his father and grandfather both played. Um, so, I mean, it, it's definitely, it's definitely a loss that sort of resonates within, or not resonates, but it, it, um, goes far within baseball. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's something that, it, 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 it's, it's a huge loss for baseball. Yeah. And especially that young, I mean, what'd you say, 46 years, what'd you said, 46 years old, I remember it was last Friday. Or no, two fr- two weeks ago that it happened. It was really unfortunate. Um, that's just just wow. I mean, I mean, yes, he had cancer, and that's just really sad. I mean, that's all I really can say about it. Yeah. And condolences to uh, all, not just his his family, friends, and especially everyone in the Twins organization, because it's gotta hurt for the players too, because they must have. I mean, yeah. I couldn't have said that better. Yeah. <laughs> so. Moving on. On, um, on a little happier note, yeah. On a little happier note, some play. Well, the, na- well the Nationals' COVID issues are over. Fortunately, they had a couple of issues. That's a good thing that they're over with now, at least. it's Or at least they're able to play their games now. Right. Did have a, I mean, how many players did they have to put on the injured list, though? Like, I think like nine or ten. They sold five on there now. Um, not all of them are back yet. Um but, yeah, I mean, they've only played three games on the season going into today. And they're right now in the midst of their fourth. I can check that. That one's the Do- – that is actually – I believe they're playing the Dodgers at the Dodgers home so. opener. Yeah. Uh, home, oh, Dodgers gave, got their rings today. 
And uh, Ichiro made a fun count. Ichiro made a each. They all had player intros for the Dodgers today. And Ichiro told, uh, like, spoke in Spanish to Edwin Rios, introducing him for his ring, and said, "Give me your ring. I never won one." Just really funny. Ichiro but, really is a national treasure. Oh, hundred percent. Hopefully, Nicholas Cage doesn't go try and steal him in the movie, <laughs> though. That would be bad. But. No, yeah. A good thing that the Nationals are able to start playing. Hopefully the guys will get back off the injured list, and hopefully no one has any su- severe effects from it. I mean, obviously no one want, you don't want COVID. And, right. Yeah. And hopefully this is the worst that it gets within baseball Hope, this yeah, season, Yeah, hopefully too. there's nothing bad, uh, anything else, nothing bad happens coming after it. Right. Especially because, who knows, I mean, there's teams that have too many, are probably allowing too many fans. Um but, I can think of one that that's happening with. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand that one, but we don't need to get we won't get into that one. But anyway, a good thing that the Nationals are able to start playing though. Oh, um, definitely, yeah. Not that this is that important. Not that this is important for me, but it helps my fantasy team because I drafted Juan Soto first pick. That's my guy. We'll get to more on Juan Soto later for sure too. So. Oh yeah. Or at least I will. I don't know about you, but anyways, speaking of Juan Soto who should get an extension eventually. Some guys did. And finally, this player did. One player who everyone was like, okay, they have to do it, right? You can't just trade for him. And, of course, I'm talking about Francisco Lindor. Ten years, $341 million. And I think it's a little funny that he got 341 after Tatis gets 340 I don't That's know. That's got to be on purpose. It's got to be no, such, not, pe- no, it's no, such no, pettiness, no, yeah. but it's hilarious. I, I think it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. It has a limited no-trade clause as well. So, um, I mean, he he'll most likely be in be in New York through his age thirty eight season now. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And obviously, he's still pretty young. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't take effect until next year, too. Exactly. And he's one of the best players in baseball. It's definitely one of the best shortstops in baseball. He's been there for a while. He's a guy you can build a team around. And not just that, he means a lot. He's going to mean a lot to your team. He's a fan favorite. Everyone loves him. He's got probably the coolest nickname ever, and Mister Smile. Um, oh yeah. Got also, the largest contract in Mets history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which kind of blows their previous tie out of the water, which was eight years, $138 million for David Wright. Wow. Yeah, almost three times as much money. wonder what DeGrom gets eventually. Or oh, what... oh, he, yeah, he'll probably at least. He won't beat Lindor. It's probably just because yeah, he's older. Come, but he'll come close, probably. He'll get yeah. 300, probably. But... Although it, it does have $50 million in deferred money. So, I mean, that's interesting that. Um, that that happens. I mean, I don't know how long that would go- happen for, but I mean, con- considering the uh, considering the Mets have uh, done that in the past, where they've had deferred money with players and paid it out for long after oh, the players stopped. Defer five million deferred money per year between 2032 and 2041, according to the New York Post. Does that mean we're gonna have Francisco Lindor Day now? Oh, let's go. No Instead more. of Bobby Bonilla Day? We were play, or is it going to be on the same day? Francisco and Bobby, uh, Fran, Lindor and Bonilla Day. <laughs> For only a few years, but it's still funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, that does sort of... Yeah, that does sort of limit... Um, or, I mean, that makes it almost worth more. Because what, or no, it would make it worth less, sorry. Because it would be, um, like, instead of paying it all now or when it is, it's then being paid in the future, which then that amount of money isn't worth as much in the future as it would be. 
I mean, due to inflation. I mean, it, it's – so I, I don't know that it would – the full worth of the contract is actually 341. Yeah. I mean, but that's how much money he is getting. But we, there are three other players yeah. who got extension, though. I mean, there, yeah, a lot of extensions happening right before opening day. And so, I mean, kind of the other big one, I think, was Salvador Perez. I think there, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That one, I'm not if I'm iffy on personally. I just think he's getting older. He's going to be paying like 26 million when he's 34, 35. He, I mean, he hasn't had too many injury concerns, but I mean, he missed an entire season, and he missed almost half, missed bare, a little less than half of last season, and he's played, and he's he's a good, very good defender, fantastic. Defender, oh, he honestly. is. But his only issue is staying healthy, I would say. As well as that, he had a good hit, very good hitting hitting last year, but other than that, he's really not been that good of a hit. He's been a meh hitter overall, barely above league average. I mean. I th- when you look at his OPS plus is about 101, which is barely, which is literally right at average, basically. So it's not that he's a bad hitter; he's just not an amazing. He's an okay hitter, but his defense will, is yeah. fantastic, and that's and that would probably go up if he could stay healthy too. If he played more, he could get more in more of a rhythm, hopefully. And I mean that would, I mean that could increase that too. I mean, I mean he came back last year. I mean he played during the shortened season, but. In twenty, he missed all of twenty nineteen. He yeah. was a comeback player of the year last year. I mean, he, I think he had Tommy John. I know he had some surgery um, in twenty nineteen, and so last year he um, came back and was really good. Um, yeah, it was Tommy John surgery. Sorry, um, and yeah, I mean he is gets four years, eighty two million, which is kind of a lot of money for a thirty year old catcher, especially who not, especially a guy who's not. I wouldn't say is the caliber of a guy like J T. Romuto or probably not Yasmani Grandal. And he's not getting any. That that's. I mean, when he's healthy, he could. He can be very he, good. He can be very good. Maybe get sort of close, but, I mean, considering he is thirty years old, I mean, that's, that obviously decreases his value. You just have to want. You just hopefully he can stay healthy. Obviously, but oh, yeah. also. And it has a fifth year team just, option. It's as well. also yeah. partially the idea that they want to pay their guy who's been there forever. He's their franchise guy. He's been. He's the probably the leader. He and Whit Merrifield are, probably, are the leaders of that team, really. And so. Perez has said he wants to be a royal for life. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this this definitely. I mean, he wants to be there. He. I mean, it's, it's something where yeah, there's some risk involved. But at the same time, both sides wanted to get it done, and so it did get done. I mean, yeah, it might end up being a little bit of an overpay, depending. I mean, obviously, you don't know how the future is going to go. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it could end up working out for the Royals. I mean, he, I mean, he's probably already – I mean, by the time his career is done, he'll probably be one of the best Royals in history. Oh, yeah, for sure, no doubt. He'll probably get a jersey retired. Oh, probably, yeah. Because he just needs that much. And then another player, two other players who got extended. Lance McCullers, another, he got a big one, five years, 85. I like that. I mean, he's not an amazing pitcher, but he can be, he can be good when he's healthy. Um, and I think he's a serviceable guy. He's going to be, he could probably be the guy when Granky leaves, or he could help be a leader for that team, especially because they've got a lot of young pitching on that team. He could be one of the guys who leads him. He's a very, Solid guy. I think he's been underrated a lot. Nobody talks oh, yeah. about it. I don't think he I mean, gets talked about been, enough. When he's healthy, he's really good. Yeah, he can be really good when yeah. he's healthy. And I just don't think he is just coming back from Tommy John surgery. Though. That's so, the issue. If he... Yeah, I mean he's he's he was healthy this spring when he signed it. Um, and yeah, I mean it, it's been 
he would have been a free agent after this season, along with Greinke and Verlander. So now at least the assuming, Astros have one yeah. of them. Assuming Verlander doesn't take his option, I think they both do. I'm not sure, but you would you would think if he does if Lind, if Verlander has an option, he's got probably going to take it. I would assume, unless he right. Well, although if a te- if it's a team option, then I mean who they knows? might decline it and see if right. they can re- renegotiate. But yeah. But I don't think this, the one thought is, does this impact Correa? I don't know. It shouldn't if the Astros are willing to spend money, but Correa is not happy with the uh, negotiations. At least he wasn't the last time. But Yeah, and this I mean, this doesn't affect them staying under the luxury tax, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it actually doesn't even t- take effect until next year. Exactly. So it, would affect, it doesn't affect them for this year, which, I mean, obviously at this point, Correa's contract, if he ends up signing an extension, it wouldn't either. But... For for next year, I mean, then they have more money tied up in players, especially since McCullers would have been a free agent after this year. Mm-hmm. And then another one, my guy, David Fletcher. Fletchy, let's go. Extension. The Angels should be arrested for robbing him of money because, <laughs> oh, my gosh, five years, $26 million for a fan favorite. Everyone loves him. All the Angels fans love him. He's, he's from the L.A. area, yeah. too. And yeah, and he's become a literal meme in a good way for the team, for Angels fans. Everyone loves him. He, he, he just seems like a likable dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a very good fielder, very solid hitting, and he's still very young. So, And he's got two options. Yeah, two option years, yeah. Which make it up to 41, I believe. Yeah, so. 41 million, yeah. So it's um, a very good deal for the Angels. Very team yeah. friendly I mean, he deal. actually he had a really good season last year, too. He had, was actually the fifth hardest player to strike out last year. Um, had only 10.9% of his at-bats were strikeouts. Wow. Which, yeah, I mean, you think about, yeah, one out of every 10 is a strikeout. Contrast that with a player like, I don't know, Aaron Judge, Joey Gallo. I mean. Oh, definitely Joey Gallo. I mean. Or Javi Baez. Even Ronald Acuna strikes out a good amount. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, he's very good. He's almost like Juan Soto in that sense, but with less power. He he hits a lot more for average, um, but like doesn't sort of like Ichiro, I guess actually, sort of not as good hitting wise, but I mean he's still very good. He actually had the highest contact rate in baseball last year too, ninety two percent. You like to see it? Yeah, I mean that's, that that definitely shows promise for Angels fans. I mean, if if they can get their pitching together too, that they, they could. They've been so. I mean, obviously, it's so. It's not. You can't make too many judgments really right now. But they've looked good. Oh yeah. And speaking of Juan Soto, he just stole the base, which is really cool, and helps me in fantasy. Cause, hooray! I just got to know. I I I have all the games up just so we can update scores eventually. We can update scores throughout the episode. I have a bunch of those games up right now. Yankees are losing nine to four against Tampa. No score in Colorado, San Fran, or no score in LA. Versus Washington, so there's some score updates at the moment. And so, and speaking of speaking of uh, the, a couple of those teams, uh, the Dodger, uh, Dodgers, a couple of a uh, big injury issue right now for a certain for one of their best players. Oh yeah, Cody Ballinger, um, who had been sort of he'd been out for a couple of days as it was, um, has was now put on the injured list today ca- with a calf injury, I believe, um, and. I mean, he'll be out until, like, mid-April at the earliest. I think that's the earliest he can come back. I mean, there's not really... Since he was just put on the injured list, there's not necessarily too much information known about a timetable for when he's back. Um, But, I mean, at this point, um, I mean, just sort of hope for the best, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know how serious. You, you don't really know how serious it is yeah. either. And then another one that really shook up baseball a lot, Fernando oh, yeah. Tatis Jr. Subluxation, which I believe is a. I think it, it looked it up, and I was watching a video. It's a partial de- dislocation of his left shoulder. It was not pretty. It did not look good at all. Oh, it did not. Yeah. But that was horrible. That was really upsetting to see that. Uh, hopefully he's okay. He's going on the injured list, hoping he can return in 10 days. I don't know. I'm no doctor, but I don't know how someone comes back from even a partial dislocation of a shoulder in a week. But hopefully he's okay. That would be a big blow for not only the Padres, but for baseball just because of what he means Oh yeah. already. Yeah, he's already one of the faces of baseball. He already might be. Oh, yeah. He could argue. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's... Harper, he's, yeah. Harper, yeah. Trout. Oh, Trout. Trout, Trout, Hart, You can say Trout's one of the face of baseball. He's I, the best player in baseball. Yeah, I know. My issue is that best. he doesn't market him. He doesn't put himself out there, which is cool. I think that's awesome. I like that he's a little more private. But if I'm like talking about, if I think of, so, I think mean, most people would think of like Harper, Judge, or Tatis or Betts probably. But I, yeah. I think of Trout just because I'm a, all I do is baseball, sports. Woo woo. Anyways, a couple more injuries. Uh, 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 the Diamondbacks have a few issues, sorry. Ketel Marte, Zach Allen's been out because he had to bat, which is stupid. Get oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's... Yeah. If anyone's defending, the, if it's saying ban the DH now, look at Zach, look what happened to Zach Allen. I guess, yeah, sure, anyone can get hurt batting, but it's ridiculous. Pitcher getting hurt batting, and now he's out for a whole month because injuries for pitchers are different than injuries for hitters sometimes. So get rid of the DH. Or no, add the DH, sorry. Get rid of pitchers hitting. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm beyond it. Moving on. And then Zord Springer, he hasn't made his Blue Jays debut yet. That's a couple. That's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, that definitely hurts the um, hurts the Blue Jays lineup. I mean, they were counting on him to be their regular leadoff guy. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, I mean, he's out until late April this week. He was actually supposed to just come back yesterday, but then um, I believe he was running the bases in, like um, – in, I don't know if it was practice or rehab or what it was, but he was running the bases and felt a pull, an, a pull in his hamstring, which is where he had the injury, and went for an MRI and has a low-grade strain. So now he's out on about another week at least. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely a big loss for Toronto. Yeah, especially because that's, that's the prized acquisition. Oh, yeah. And then a couple Even more so than Marcus Semien, I would say. Oh, yeah. And moving on, Tim Anderson, that one, I, I think they were originally going to say he could play, but now he's got, they put him on the injury list. I believe it's also a hamstring thing. Um, yeah, Key Brian Hayes is out, uh, who hurt himself, I believe, in the second game of the season against the Cubs. I think he's on the 10-day IL. Luke Voigt's been hurt. Kirby Yates, I believe he, he needs, he's got Tommy John. Oh, yeah, I think he, he had he's it. done for the season, yeah. Uh, Kyle Lewis, I didn't even realize. I forgot Kyle I honestly didn't realize Kyle Lewis. I hadn't seen that anywhere until I was looking around, and I saw – Kyle Lewis is injured. Um, hopefully he gets back soon. Because James Paxton, another Seattle, unfortunate. Really was excited oh, to man. hopefully see him resurge and back back in Seattle. And he now he's out with the season. Tommy John. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal, I believe, is out for the season. Nick Anderson, he's got a while. I mean, he's got – I think uh, he was uh, – he said he was going to miss a few weeks. Or no, a few weeks. A few months. Yeah, he's out until about mid-season. Yeah, mid-season. Yeah. Around the All-Star break, potentially. He can ramp up and come back. The big one, I think that honestly, I do. I think, assuming a couple of these guys can come back soon, I think the biggest loss overall, though, is Eloy Jimenez. I mean, that is. In, in, I would been, say it's either that or Kirby Yates. 
that's Grant, I mean, granted, Gates was coming back from injury already. Yeah. Um, and Toronto just sort of took a chance on him, but yeah, I mean, he he was really. I mean, if he could have bounced back, that really would have solidified their bullpen, especially if they're playing to make a uh, playoff, a playoff run. Team. With which, granted, White Sox are doing the same thing. So I mean, obviously, a loss like Jimenez hurts, and Tim Anderson, although Anderson should be back eventually, should, yeah. pretty soon. Jimenez's injury to me is the worst one, uh, biggest problem because of the way it happened. It's ridiculous. It's there. I, I'm gonna say he can never. He should never play the field again, ever. Until should strictly be a DH in your opinion. Yes, I would rather see Andrew Vaughn out there. If I'm a White Sox fan, Andrew Vaughn is a rookie. He's not looked terrible. And he's. I mean, he hasn't played the position before either. That's the, he. He was a first baseman in the minors. I mean, he coming up. I mean, he could probably learn it. I mean, hope if if he once he adjusts to the position more, he'll probably be a better defender there than Eloy. And he was. I, I think. think he actually practiced right field a couple times in the minors, or even in the White Sox uh, training facility in um, somewhere in the suburbs uh, of Illinois. Um, blank out where it is, but um, yeah. So I mean, he's got he's practiced as, as a right fielder before, I believe, a few times I saw. And what ha- with Eloy, it's ridiculous. I get it. You want to make a play, but it's spring training. Why are you trying to rob a homer and then hang over the fence like you're Vince Carter in the dunk contest? Like, that's exactly what he did. He put his arm over there. Ow. He put his arm over there. And, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, I, I, I hope he's okay. I do. I really want him to be okay because he's a fun player. He's really good. He's fun to watch. He's great for the White Sox. Beloved, but it's ridiculous. It cannot keep happening. It's like the fourth or fifth time where he's had to miss even a, some time, especially now significant time, because he was not being not being very responsible in the outfield. It's a big loss. Oh, it definitely is for the White Sox. It's yeah, a thirty forty. It's a forty home run guy right yeah. there. And I mean, we should mention too. Gio Ursulo was placed on the COVID injured list this afternoon as well. Oh, yes. I mean, that's a day-to-day thing, but it, I mean, he got the vaccine, is having some side effects, which is normal for the vaccine. Yeah. Um, Can confirm that. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, just just for these, co- I mean, for these couple games, he should be fine. It's just, it, it's worth noting, though, that. Yeah, it's just out of the. I mean, a lot of players actually are, or at least some are getting the vaccine. I mean, starting to. Yeah, yeah, you've seen a couple of teams that have gotten a good amount of the vac- uh, vaccines. The Orioles are promoting Staff, it. Yeah, yeah, and Orioles are promoting it big time. I think their bio on Twitter even says get the vaccine. Uh, speaking of the Orioles, awesome story. Trey Mancini, let's go. He got a huge standing ovation in his return. You love that's to see a, that. Yeah, that's a that great was really story, yeah. really cool. Oh yeah, I mean, he even got a standing ovation. Uh, not even in the home opener, but against Boston, I believe he got a home open. Uh, I believe they hosted the Boston hosted them for the first series of the season for both teams, and he got a huge standing ovation there too, which is really cool. Oh You'd yeah, love to see it. Yeah, that's that's definitely a cool story. Let's see. Are there any more injury no- and any other major injury notes to cover? I believe. Can't think of anything off the top of my head that I've seen lately. I know there's a few. I think there's a few players who've had just a couple of uh, taken out of the games. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I mean, Paul Goldschmidt's like day-to-day for the time being. I, be- I think back tightness, but he's getting it checked out more, so I don't know. I don't know that. I mean, he hasn't been put on the injured list yet, which is obviously good news at this point. Um, but it could... I mean, they're trying to figure out the severity of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that that would be a huge loss for the Cardinals if he were forced to miss additional time. Or not additional time. I mean, 
or ma- any major, kind. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, granted, they could probably j- they could just move Matt Carpenter to first base and use him there, um, and that if Carpenter can find any sort of offense, I mean that w- that would at least help his value, but. It would still be a huge loss because Goldschmidt is just one of those next-level players. Well, you got Chaz Rose who's going to miss at least three months. I just saw that with uh, the strained shoulder. Ouch. That's not That's good. a big loss. But Oh, yeah. But we do have to take a quick break. But when we return, we will discuss who we think the best free agent signing in baseball was this offseason. Plus, players who could get traded and more. I mean, we have our predictions coming at the, towards the end of the show. So stick around on here with On Deck Circle on KCOU 88.1 FM. This is Spankalicious, and you're listening to KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM. Tune in to High and Tight with me and my co-host, Logan Perone, as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website, kcu.fm on the blue box. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep, and I don't need... But I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man. Mm, Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man. Mm, My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Ranger Station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. I think Kid A is probably their best single album. Uh, but my favorite individual song is Life in a Glass House, the perfect uh, mixture of harmony and chaos. Ken Bone, Radiohead, KCOU, Welcome back here on On Deck Circle on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm Michael Levitt with Adam Rosen. And Adam, um, who, would, who would you say is the best free agent signing this offseason? I don't know yet. I, it's hard for me to determine, but like because it's obviously not happened yet. If I'm thinking of just players who haven't re- – I'm not going to go with players who re-signed. That's boring. I, I think the best one – I, 
it's really difficult to make this decision because like there's not because a lot of players I was going to think of just resigned like a few of them resigned I I have to wait on Trevor Bauer saying Trevor Bauer because of things we'll talk about. If I had to pick right now, I'd say it's going to be George Springer. I think it'll end up being George Springer just because he's going to be a leader for that team, for the Blue Jays when he gets back out from from his injuries. And he's a fantastic, he's one of the best playoff players ever. And he can help them get that playoff pedigree for the team. So that's who I'm going to go with. I would say Springer, and I had sort of thought about that, but with... With his injury, and especially not knowing how long he's going to be out, and with Josh Donaldson getting hurt, um, Nelson Cruz takes on a more important role with the Twins. Yeah, that is a re-signing, but at least for this year, that's a very important one for the Twins, just because of what Cruz brings offensively. Um, I mean, he's, he's one of the... He's one of the best hitters in baseball, even at 40 years old. One of the best power hitters is the best DH in baseball. You can say he's probably better than Jordan Alvarez, at least at, for this year. Yeah, because Jordan's um, been uh, he's too young for me to determine. Right. So it, it, it's been... I think that's... Yeah, it's a little hard to go with a DH, but considering Marcelo Zuna hasn't really done much, um, JT Riomuto, I mean, he, for the length of the deal, yeah, he might, but... With catchers, it just it, it's so hard to know because playing catcher defensively can just take such a big toll on your knees. I mean, towards the end of his career, he could be basically what Albert Pujols is now. I mean, you never know. Um, yeah, it, it's just a lot harder to predict with catchers. Yeah, but I think those are two of the best signings for sure. I mean, there's some under-the-radar guys, I, I'd say. I mean, Colum A wasn't under the radar, but I think that's a fantastic sign for Minnesota. Yeah, they definitely needed that. Um, yeah, I think those are some really good signings. But going into other players who could get traded this year, though. All right. This will be fun. I think Javier Baez is going to be one of those guys. I do have a Cubs player that I... Is it Bryant? It is Bryant, yeah. All right, I think so. I, I It's got to be one of them, because one of them... Here's the problem. Baez, obviously, it's too early to say, but especially last year, obviously, it was only a 60-game season, but he tanked any value he had hitting, which is, I believe it was, a friend sent me this a few weeks ago, a few days ago, until yesterday when he got a walk. It was like the first time in 100 plate appearances that he walked. That's, that's a, yeah, that's ridiculous. crazy. That's, um, not, that's unacceptable. I don't care how... How good he is defensively? Again, yeah, and I've defended him because he's a fantastic defender, and I'm willing to sacrifice that because I thought he could become a decent hitter. And again, it's early, but the problem is when you see the thing I'm going to say about the Cubs and the whole team in general is their approach has not has not changed. It's been the same approach to hitting and offense offense in the last since the World Series, and it's not been good. I mean, in 2017 they were decent in offense; they were pretty solid. Then it went downhill for sure. I mean, Javi Baez has been. He takes too many heavy cuts, too many heavy swings at everything. And he hit a home run yesterday on a ball that was like a go- like he was hitting, like he was trying to be. He The home run he hit yesterday was at a ball that looked like he was trying to try out for Augusta to go to the Masters. I mean, that, that ball was like six inches off the ground at almost. It was terribly low. And there's no, I don't care that. I don't care that he homered. He should not have swung at that pitch. I really don't. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's the nice thing oh, about him. Yeah. And he's going to tank his value to get traded or even signed. See, I think if that if his value goes down... Then the Cubs I might try and re-sign him. 
Right. Because then other teams wouldn't want him. Yeah, but that, my thing is with Brian. I think Brian, obviously, again, too early to sell. But Brian's been good so far. That that makes sense to trade him, but I don't know. It's going to be one of those two. One of those two is going to get traded, I think. You would think Rizzo and Contreras would not be If traded. Rizzo gets traded, I'm going to not. I will. <laughs> he did set opening day as a deadline. For yeah, he is not happy. That's Pat. Yeah, he's, he he's wants a, to be there long term. They don't want to sign him long term. Or, or they don't want to pay him what he They don't want to pay him what he does. He's yeah. at the same stage as what Goldschmidt was. If you think about it, at the same time, around the same age. But yeah. I'd say, obviously, Goldschmidt was probably a better hitter. But I'd say Rizzo's a way better defender, and Rizzo's a fantastic hitter still to that point where he deserves it. I think he deserved that Goldschmidt money, and the fact the Cubs are disrespecting him. I'm saying, objectively, they're disrespecting the guy. And he took a team-friendly deal a long time ago. He's been the face of this team. He's been the most beloved player on the league. And on the, league. the fans love him. The team loves him. The, the fans love oh, him. Yeah. The, hopefully, the organization loves oh, yeah. him. The way they're At acting. least the players do. Oh, they, yeah, the way, the, organi- staff, the, way yeah. the front office is acting it does not show anything about that. It's ridic- It's ridiculous. And, I mean... As a Cubs fan, if he did not, if he's not bad, if he's in another team's jersey next year, I don't know what I. Boy, that is not going to be a pretty situation for the Cubs front office from the fans. The fans are not going to be happy. Oh, they're already not happy. Oh, they're. And, I mean, that would be. I mean, I that, can't. That would be like a almost a breaking point, probably. I can't tell you how many twi- things after he hit a home his homer yesterday. How many people were saying, "Extend Rizzo." How many fans kept shouting it? Um, yours truly included. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, so that's one. I think I would say Noah Syndergaard, but he's hurt right now. Because he's on a one. It depends on how the Mets pitching. It depends. I think that's a – I doubt that. That's just a ran, That's yeah. just a random player I wanted to throw out there. I don't think that's likely, but it's possible. See, you could see J.D. Martinez, though. Yeah, I can – I mean, I, this is kind of an obvious one, but Trevor Story. Yes, for sure. They. Yeah. Ha- I think Herman Marquez, too. I think they both I, should. I think Charlie Blackman could. He has player options for the next two years. Um, I mean, if the Rockies can get something for him, why not try and trade? I mean, he's he's getting up there in age at this point. Not really that good defensively anymore. They moved him off center field a couple years ago. Um, I mean, he's one of those guys who, yeah, he's good. But at the same time, if the Rockies are trying to rebuild for the future, it makes sense to get value for him. Same with Story. I mean, you don't you don't even know if he... If he's going to be there for the next couple of years, I doubt it. I doubt. I don't think Charlie Blackman. Want, if he if he wants to win, he's not taking that option. I mean, he won't get. He's not going to get the money in free agency that he's getting right now, but right. he would probably be on a team that could win. And the Rockies have no have shown no willingness to show that they're trying to win games. Yeah. I another one. You talked about Syndergaard as a starting pitcher. The starting pitcher I can see traded would probably be Kevin Gausman. I mean, I think for the Giants, Giants aren't really in the playoff picture. They're sort of still in that rebuilding phase for the most part, um, especially in that division with the Dodgers and Padres. It's going to be really hard for them to make the playoffs, at least win that division. I mean, they could still make it as a wild card, but that would still be... Very unlikely. Right, especially with how deep the NL East is. Um, so the, uh, the Giants would be... I mean, he accepted the qualifying offer this offseason. So he, after this season, he's going to be a free agent again. The question is, would the, do the Giants want to keep him and then try to re-sign him or trade him and try to get something for him in, ca- in case he ends up leaving if they can't re-sign him? They, he walks, they don't get anything for him. If they trade him, they can at least get something in return that could possibly help with the rebuild, too. I think another guy who could look at is Joey Gallo. 
I can see that. Joey Gallo's obviously, if he's a home runner, strikeout guy, but he's a very good defender. He's actually a pretty good defender. But if he can, and if he can hit a homer, if he can hit, if he can figure out his strikeout rate, at least to be average. I mean, he can also. He's oddly enough, he's got a decent walk rate despite having such a high strikeout rate. It's either strikeout, sometimes walk, or homer. But if he can figure that out, at least balance it out a little. I mean, the team could give up a decent, good amount for him because I still think he's one of the best, one of the better players in the league, one of the better outfielders in the league, especially. And a team like the maybe the White Sox could go for him. Maybe uh, who would, I mean, he would, he, would, he would he would definitely shore up their defense in left field. And another team or right would, even. Yeah, well, they've eaten in right. True. But, uh, um, another team. I would, I would think they would play him in left and move on to DH. Why do I have a feeling the Dodgers would trade for him? Maybe because the Dodgers try to get as much talent as they can. I like that. Good, good. Go get talent. Anyway, but for moving on to another topic. Uh, last night, the White Sox had their home opener. What a debut for Lance Lynn. Home opener for Lance Lynn. Oh, yeah. Lynn. Yeah, that was that was an insane pitching performance. Yeah, that that was just insane. Um, I knew you were happy with your seventy-seven <laughs> points in fantasy. At least I'm not playing you. Thank, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, that that's gonna be a few weeks. I'll get crushed, but <laughs> yes, that yeah. was fantastic. I mean, wow. Yeah, complete game shutout for Lance Lynn. I believe he only gave up three hits. I think too. Yeah. Which is insane. Um, through I think hundred six pitches. Oh, uh, let's see. Which I mean, that's very good. Yeah, yeah, he had a fantastic debut, or home debut, I should say. Correct. He, yeah, he didn't, and his first start wasn't necessarily that great. Yeah. Only he didn't even go five innings in his first start. Um, yesterday, though, was insanely good. Yeah, he yeah, I gave, mean, up, gave up five hits in nine innings. Didn't walk anybody. Struck out eleven. Yeah, I mean that's talk about a great pitching perform and a great pitching performance. It's, Towards the beginning of the season, this has got to be the best pitching performance this season. I would say. Well, uh, well, I don't know. You could argue you Jose Barrios. Yeah. yeah, I, I would say just say, because yeah. he had the no hitter going through, and, and then Corbin they... Burns has been ridiculous this year too. Yeah, I mean that was a crazy game. I was uh, I was hanging out with my brother when that was happening. We were going to get food, and I saw that. I'm like, oh my gosh. Let's see, Lance Lynn through 111 pitches. So, okay. close enough. But, yeah, fantastic performance. And then another guy who performed last night, Yerminator, Yermin Mercedes, absolute nuke, 485, mi- 485 miles, 480, that would be impressive, 485 <laughs> feet to the moon. Let's go. Yermin Mercedes might be actually the greatest player of all time already. Talk about a feel-good story, too. That's so cool. Oh, that is a great remember, story. It's like those stories where a guy bounces around all over the league or minors and um, everywhere, and then he finally gets the league, and so far, he fits, and it's really cool to see that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely a great story. Um, I mean, it's one that's. I mean, it, the the question, he he's been great. The question is, do the White Sox think he deserves a long term role, or not long term role, but deserves a permanent place in their lineup for the time? Probably for the time being, he does. I would say depends how he can how uh, he's gonna cool off. He has oh, to. Oh yeah. I mean, if he but until he does, you'd think they're just gonna ride him. Of course. Yeah, I, I, I mean, would hope he stays because it's a really cool story, and I think he deserves this chance. And heck, if they 
want to keep him and they have so much depth. I mean, they have a ton of depth. They could just go and acquire another pitcher if they need to with a big with a lot of those prospects that would potentially take a spot. Yeah. I mean, not that they should, but who knows? I mean, and Vaughn's been playing left field, too, with Eloy Hurt, so, whereas he was going to be the DH. So, um, so I mean, that opened up the DH spot anyway. Yeah. I mean, there was talk they, they were going to sign someone to fill that spot. I mean, at this point, they don't really need to. They can just have Yerman Mercedes there and, I mean, be good at least for now. When will Yerman Mercedes—the question is, will Yerman Mercedes get his Hall of Fame bust soon? When will it happen? <laughs> Eventually. He's the GOAT. Let's just—we we can acknowledge this. But moving on to when I was referring to Trevor Bauer earlier, spin rate. So a few years ago, he tweeted something about spin rate, and he could easily increase his spin rate if he used a little substances. Strangely enough, his uh, spin rate went up 350. I wonder why. I mean, you can't... Can't confirm. There's no, there's no proof of it. Is there's the no definitive thing. proof, but it's pretty clear. And, and even if they find anything on those baseballs that they're analyzing of his... They they would still need proof that he was the one who actually put them there. That's true. So I mean, just because they find something there doesn't mean that that was put there by him. It's just a little. It's it's very suspect. Oh, it is. Yeah, no doubt. About I mean, that. we all know that one, and he's not been the. He's not been the most um, pleasant to deal with in terms of rules. At least he's not been the most pleasant for baseball to deal with in terms of his antics on and off the field. He's a little. He can be a loud mouth. Yeah. He, Last, can, he, de- he definitely gets on pl- people's nerves. Oh, a lot of fans' nerves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and Especially and after that the, um, Mets stunt he pulled in free agency. The amount of time, and even, even recently, I mean, the amount of times he, um, he, he, both of his, he, both him and his agent. I mean, really cool uh, story that she, uh, Rachel Luba's done a great job getting him his contract, and that's awesome. I love to see that um, oh, that yeah. she's been able to be one of the better, really cool and active agent, and trying to learn more, teach more people about agent stuff and baseball. But both of them have been very obnoxious about a lot of things, calling out reporters and stuff for no reason. Like they called Kevin Rosenthal, Ke- Kevin, Ken Rosenthal. <laughs> I mean, uh, they called him. I, an I know Bauer called him out for. Saying some for saying something about um about how the MLB was analyzing the baseballs that they got yeah. from the oh. Bauer through, and Bauer said something about um I think he said something about how like they didn't have any source he didn't have any sources about it or something. He uh, called them national gossip bloggers. Like oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean that that's sort of the. That's taking it a little too far. I mean, yeah, it's one thing to be active with your fans on social media and all. I mean, get involved and, I mean, do all that stuff. But actually going past that is sort of where Bauer's at now. Yeah. At at least he's on the side of Nicholas Castellanos, who should not have been suspended. That's true. But anyway, moving on, we got our – obviously the season started, but we couldn't really give you our predictions beforehand, so we're going to make them now. I have mine. Do you have yours? I do. All right, I'm going to go. Let's go playoff predictions first, though. Yeah, well, I'm not going to do my whole standings. That's okay. too many. I was just going to do the three winners and the two wild cards. Yeah, that's for, my for the teams that would make it and then a World Series. Yeah, of course. I thought that I thought that was I've got, reasonable. I've got the Padres beating Atlanta in the wild card. I've got the Dodgers beating the Padres in the wild card. I've got 
This one's hot take. Washington or Padres Dodgers beating the in the LDS. And Washington winning their division, Milwaukee winning the Central, and I think the and I have the Dodgers going back to the World Series. I'm in the NL. Okay. I have Dodgers going back to the World Series too. Go ahead. Pretty common pick, I'd yeah. say. I've got the Blue Jays winning the getting the wild card spot and beating Minnesota, who will continue their the pith, uh, their uh, eternal suffering in the postseason. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Minnesota fans. Sorry, Nash. Uh, I got the Yankees winning the division. I got the White Sox winning the division. And I got the Astros winning the division. I've got the Yankees representing the American League. Yeah. See, I also have a Dodgers Yankees World Series. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have Yankees, White Sox, Houston as the three winners. Yeah. I think those are pretty common picks. Yeah. And then Minnesota and Toronto is the wild cards. Same exact pick. Yeah. So NL, I had Atlanta winning the division. That's fair. Although I think it's going to be a really close race with the Mets. Okay. And then I have Cardinals, and I have Dodgers, and then Padres and Mets as the two wild cards. I was originally not on the. I was originally on the Cardinals. I thought winning. Then I thought about it. Milwaukee's. I think Milwaukee's better than the Cardinals. I really do. I don't think the Cardinals have much besides they have got great players defensively, and Nolan Arenado's he's pretty good. I'd say, but I still don't believe in that pitching besides Jack Flaherty. And Gallegos. See, I, I think if... That's a huge if I, I think I think if Goldschmidt is out for an extended period of time, that would definitely hurt their chances. But at this point, I mean, I, I don't really have an indication that it's going to be a long yeah. time. At least not yet. And then, and then I, for my winning the World Series, I got the Dodgers repeating. And MVP, I, if you didn't pick an MVP, that's fine. I picked Mookie Betts as MVP just because. Yeah, I had Dodgers winning, too. I didn't pick a World Series MVP. but. All right, Edwin Rios winning World Series MVP. <laughs> All right. But. And then giving the award to Ichiro. Yes. He'll give the first ring to you. Yeah, he'll give the second ring. Okay, so my NL awards. Uh, you have your NL awards, AL awards? I've got those. Yes, I do. Go I've ahead. got Juan Soto MVP because I had that last year for both before the season was cut short and before, after it. I also have Walker Buehler winning Cy Young because it's the same exact way I had it last year. Key Brian Hayes is my rookie of the year. Hopefully uh, he's able to come back soon. And I have Jace Tingler, manager of the year. Yeah, it's pretty basic. Okay. Then my See, AL. I didn't, do ma- I didn't do manager of the year. Fair I just enough. did the three. My AL MVP. My AL awards. I'm going to go random order here. I'm going to have Randy as my rookie of the year because he's as fast as I, you know. Uh, <laughs> I've got Cy Young, Garrett Cole, but I kind of want to change that to Lucas Giolito because I'm crazy. But interesting. Okay, I, I, I'm going to stick with Garrett Cole for sure because that's what I said at first. My manager of the year, <laughs> same man I was criticizing for being hired, Tony Larusa. I just think that if he can, he, he the White Sox are too talented. I think he's going to have so, he's got high expectations. I think he'll meet them. That's to me what seems like they vote on. And my AL MVP. This is a really bold one. Are you are you ready for this one? AL MVP. Luis Robert. Ooh, I think he takes that Chris Bryant level jump that Chris Bryant took in his second year. That is an interesting pick. So there you go. Bang. Yeah. See, I did sort of similar. I mean, so I guess I'll do the same thing and start with NL. So NL, I had for MVP, I had Juan Soto. Although I think it is going to be close between him and Mookie Betts. Yeah. I think I think that's sort of the. I mean, you you can't go wrong picking either one of them, honestly. Um, I, I think Soto sort of has the edge. Um, and I'll Cy Young. I went to Grom. Fair enough. I mean, that's 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 very fair pick. Especially since he does have more run support now. Um, that that should help with at least some writers. Um, 
who some who might have thought maybe he didn't deserve it last time because he didn't win enough, who probably little outdated at this point to think that way. But um, then NL Rookie of the Year, I also went Cabrian Hayes. Fair enough, yeah. Granted, he is hurt for the time being, but I mean, once he he's only I think supposed to miss about a month or so. Yeah. Um. So once he comes back, I I mean, he'll be. He'll he's even when he's hurt, I think he's still clearly the best rookie. I think he might be the best rookie in baseball, but yeah. So then AL MVP, I went Mike Trout. Yeah, that's fair. He's pretty solid. He's an all right player. You can't pick against Mike Trout. Yeah, you can't. You he, don't have to pick him. He's been a top three finalist every year. Every year of his career. Except for one. I Except believe. for 2011, which was he only came up in September. I, I, I think mean, aside from that, he's been a top three finalist every time. It's not, you, can't even, it's, you, you don't have to pick him, but you can't just pick against him. Like, so there's no way he's going to win MVP. You can't, nobody can say that. Like he's going to be a contender every Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, exactly. you can't go wrong with 100%. Yeah. No, you can never go wrong with that. So AL Cy Young, I went Garrett Cole. Fair enough. Pretty solid pick, I'd say. And then Rookie of the Year, I also went Randy Arozarena. As fast as I, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think those are the very solid picks. I mean, I mean, Randy, I mean, if he can continue, I mean, I believe he's doing well so far. Um, yeah, that's a very... Yeah, it's a, that's, I think that's a very average, fair pick. Yeah, I mean, I think if he can, I think if he can keep up what he's what he did last year, which might be hard considering how ridiculous he was in the postseason. But if he can even come close to any sort of that production, he should. He yeah. should win. I mean, the only only question I have, or the only question I think that could stop him, would be if either. Jared Kelnick or Wander Franco come up just because of their talent level, which Kelnick will at some point. The question is how good he does. And Franco is more of a question mark as to if he comes up. But if he comes up, assuming it's not like a September call-up, you would think he would, he would at least get some votes for Rookie of the Year. I mean, just be, being the top prospect in baseball for two years straight now. Yeah. I mean, he, he has high expectations, but if he can do anything sort of anything relatively decent, yeah, he, he would obvious. He would be a favorite. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's going to wrap it up for this week of On Deck Circle on KCOU eighty-eight point one FM. When we come back next week, we'll have more baseball to talk to talk.